This is the Feeder Flow Podcast. My name is Chloe, and thank you so much for being here, guys. I am excited to dive into today's show. It's short, sweet, to the point, just some love and inspiration from me. So yes, this is a solo cast. I have been loving making these YouTube videos and Instagram stories and podcasts for you guys. So I hope that you guys are really, really taking advantage of all of the free content that I'm putting out there. Speaking of which, a great way to support the channel for free is to just make sure that you are liking, subscribing, sharing, commenting, doing all that good stuff on all of my platforms. It shows your love and support for all the work that I'm doing and it also helps get this podcast and all this content out to other people so that they can feel inspired for their recovery journey and that they can heal their own relationship with food. So thank you so much for all of you guys who send me amazing little messages on Instagram. Absolutely love it. And I absolutely love hearing your guys' success stories with getting your period back and eating out at restaurants for the first time. It makes my heart tingle. So with that, let's just dive into the show. Hey guys, it's me, Chloe. Welcome back to the Feeder Flow podcast. Today is just a solo cast. It's actually, to be quite honest, it's like 11 p.m. where I'm at right now, and I just felt super inspired to just come on and have a little chat with you guys. Um, a lot has been going on in my life. I feel like I'm constantly growing and changing and evolving and continu- continuing down this like path of just finding who I am and who I want to be in this world. And um, I have the amazing opportunity and blessing to be able to watch other people go through this journey and to radically change their life and to heal themselves and to continue to ask the deep questions and dive into who they really are and what it is that they want. And I just feel super blessed. Like I feel super, super blessed. And I'm just continually just like awe-inspired by this journey called life. And it's not easy. Trust me, it's not easy at all. There's so many hard things, but really just inspired by it overall and inspired by the opportunity that we get to have to dictate who we are and to choose how we want to live. And someone asked me today in one of my sessions, like, what was my drive for recovery? And I actually ended up going on my Instagram after and talking about it. And I did create a YouTube video too on it. So, um, shameless plug in here. If you are not following me on Instagram or on YouTube, you should be following me on both because I give different type of content on, you know, every single different platform. And I think, specifically like YouTube, there's a lot of just good in-depth content and Instagram's just good little daily inspiration. But anyway, so a client asked me this question of like, what really drove you to do recovery? I mean, <laughs> recovery is not just something that's like, okay, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll do this. <laughs> like this sounds great. Like no recovery is you literally choosing to run directly into your fears, everything that you've been trying to run away from for years and you deciding to open up Pandora's box and to really see what you've been stuffing down and what you've been hiding and it's quite the journey. And so she asked me like what my inspiration was and it's funny because I haven't had someone like really ask me that before and yet my response came so rapidly. It took me about two seconds to respond. And I said this, I told her that 
what pushed me forward towards my recovery and towards like doing this thing was the realization that I only have this one life and that I can't, I can't go back and relive my life. I can't go like, you know, I'm going to be 21 again and be a young single adult in college. Like that time has passed. I'm past that stage in my life and I'm not going to get that back. And I think, you know, it was when I was like 25 years old, unfortunately, it took me that long. But it was when I was like 25 that I finally realized like, dang, all right, this is it. I'm mid-20s. Look at what I've done for the first part of my 20s. Do I want to replicate that? And it was like, no. I looked back at what I did and I literally was just obsessed with the gym. Every single one of my decisions I made in life from what classes I took, when I took those classes, if I went on study abroad or if I didn't, where I worked, what type of work I got, like everything was based off of my addiction to exercise and when I could exercise, how much I was going to exercise, if that job was sitting down or standing up, like everything. And it was all just spent on me just fixating on food and meal prepping and um, thinking of meals and prepping more meals and like just doing all these things. Um, It took up so much of my time and I really... To be honest, I just, I feel a little robbed and it's me who robbed myself and that's what's actually really sad about it. And I think there is maybe a little bit of trauma still there. Trauma of just like what I did to myself because it's pretty harsh when I look back at it. I'm like, dang, like, whew, yeah, that was a lot. Like that was really insane what I did. The amount of just restriction and under fueling and over exercising and just a lot of self-harm that I did and I just I can't get those years back and that was my biggest drive was being like you know what I I have to make peace with my past what happened happened I went through eating disorders all growing up from the age of 14 to 25 that that's just my life that's how my life story went but that's not how the rest of my life story has to go. Like there's so much in this world to experience and to see and to do and to feel. And I just, I didn't want to be blocked from my eating disorder anymore. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I get this one chance and I'm choosing to like waste it on, you know, counting calories. It just, it seemed absolutely ridiculous. And so Having that drive to just be here in life and be present and to experience more, that's what got me through recovery. That's what really pushed me to say, heck, I'm going to do recovery. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did, guys. Recovery, while it was hard, it was trying, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever been through. Like, wow, did I learn to surrender. And if anyone knows me... (laughs) Um, especially if anyone knew me like five, six years ago, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a control freak. I'm very type A. That's just my personality. Although that was really like amplified during my eating disorder years to an unhealthy state, that kind of just has always been my natural state is I'm kind of that like go-getter and type A type of person. And that's okay, but it's when it really gets out of balance that it like becomes really troubling. And now, of course, I can't even remember what I was going to say here. Oh, yes, this is what I was saying. So anyways, I came from this very controlling energy in my life to then going through recovery. And it was like, 
Like right now, as I'm talking, guys, like I immediately put my hands, both of my hands are in like really tight fist when I said that. I was like, I had so much control. <laughs> like my hands are literally in fist. And right when I said that, like recovery, immediately, it's kind of interesting to like know, immediately my palms opened up. And that's exactly what recovery was for me. It was me finally learning to just open up, open up to life, open up to food, open up to nourishment, open up to friendship, open up to vulnerability, open up to relaxation there's so many things that I was so closed off from because I had this weird idea in my head of what it meant to be healthy and to me that was exercising 10 hours a day and whittling myself to a ridiculously small size and hardly eating I can't believe I did that to myself I just I look back at it now and I go what why so pointless so stupid so not worth it. Not worth it at all. And so again, I can't redo the path. I, I can't go back. I can't go back. But what's so freaking cool is that I get to decide how I act tomorrow. I get to decide what my life looks like tomorrow. And that is so freaking empowering. So empowering. I wanted to mention one other thing here, again, just something that's been coming up in my client sessions that I've sort of noticed is that a lot of my clients, when we get on the Zoom call and they start talking, I just, I hear so much just like, what's the word? This, the, they're coming from a frantic energy, I'll put it that way. And again, no judgment, totally understandable. I'm not saying that this is like... It, it just is what it is. It's a lot of thinking, okay? But that's natural and that's totally like what I expect with someone who's dealing with multiple eating disorders, right? And they come to me and they're in this frantic state. And I'm just kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like almost like putting my hands up being like, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> deep breath here. Let's take a deep breath. <laughs> We're getting really caught up in our mind space. And I think it's time that we start venturing into the heart. Like we need to stop being in our head all day and we need to start living from our heart because our heart is where our truest, deepest desires lie. Our heart is where joy and pleasure and love lies. And we should be, you know, choosing our life out of that energy and not getting so caught up in the headspace that's like hijacked by the eating disorder brain and it's thinking about macros and macro macronutrients and calories and all these things. And so I, I I've been trying to really work with my clients lately of just calm, bring it into the heart, get out of the head. And so I just wanted to offer that to you guys right now because I know a lot of you guys probably have a lot of questions about recovery, a lot of questions about this or that, a lot of doubts, a lot of worries, a lot of things going on in your head. And so I want you to just slow down and I want you to be more in your heart. What do, what do I need? Place right now, place your right hand on your heart, place your left hand on top of it. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a big breath in. Hit a big exhale out. I want you to just take a moment to pause in the silence. And I want you to ask yourself, what do I need? What do I want? And listen to it. Listen to what the heart has to say.
This is a powerful tool. It's simple, it's quick, it's easy, it's free. Your heart is way more than an organ. Your heart is so radically intelligent and has such a wisdom to it. If you've never heard of the HeartMath Institute, I really recommend looking into the HeartMath Institute and learning about what they do. They study the heart and the vibrations and frequencies that the heart sort of lets off and that ability to, that those frequencies have to heal and to connect to others. And it's just quite amazing and beautiful. Now the brain can be beautiful too. I'm not trying to like diss the brain here. The brain's pretty awesome. But like I said, the brain most likely right now, if you're listening to this podcast, is a little bit hijacked. Get some other stuff going on there. So let's get back to our purest intentions. Let's get back to that heart space. And let's choose recovery from there. One last thing that I'll mention, because this kind of goes along with this. I've had a couple people message me and be like, asking a million questions about this and that and this and that and this and that and you guys know and it's so funny because my response is always just hey just eat more food and relax (laughs) but then what if this but what if that and really actually I'm like just eat more food and relax like trust me your body knows how to heal it's pretty cool you just need to be giving it the proper resources. You don't have to micromanage your body into healing. If you're trying to micromanage your healing journey, I can guarantee you that you're not going to end up at a healing place. A lot of this healing has to do with letting go of control. Learning how to surrender, learning how to trust. Yeah, it's a lot of lessons that we get to learn here in this recovery journey. And if you're trying to like micromanage your recovery, well, then you're not really learning those lessons. So if you're getting really fanatic here, and again, that sounds like a bad term, but you know what I mean. If you feel like you have a lot of things going on in your head space, when you start taking some deep breaths and recognize that your body has it totally under control, a lot of people start freaking out about things like edema, and I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, that's there for a reason. Your body's not doing that for no reason. Or like gaining weight in your midsection, right? And it's like people get so mad and angry and upset about it. I'm like, hey, your body knows what it's doing. Your vital organs are there. You just came from years of like restriction. Your body wants to save yourself. Like your body wants to be healthy. It wants to be strong. It recognizes that there's a lot of repair to be done with your liver, your pancreas, your kidneys, your digestive tract, like your reproductive organs. So yeah, it's going to send all of that nourishment that you're eating to your midsection for a while. And then it can even out and redistribute. But don't be like freaking out at your body right now. Your body's doing exactly what it needs to be doing. This is why understanding your body understanding how it works and then understanding the whole recovery process is super helpful because then you go, oh, wait, I learned about this. I learned why I'm getting weight in my midsection. I learned how once I'm not in a malnourished state, my body will start to redistribute that weight. And then it's like, oh, okay, you can breathe into it a little bit more. This is why I'm creating the Get Your Flow On course, guys, which is coming out this fall and I'm very excited. But this course is designed to help those women who have lost their period are um, 
struggling with a low metabolism, so digestive issues, hair loss, insomnia, all of that stuff, and we go deep into all that, and then who are really struggling with their relationship with food and their body. The Get Your Phone course is designed to really educate you on how your female physiology works and how to get it back to a balanced place. Because my goal for you, for all of my clients and every one of my listeners and my followers and supporters, is that you find a really healthy, balanced, beautiful, nourishing place of health. So that's what this course is going to dive into and teach you guys. And then give you that like community support, that love from other people who are going through the same thing, that support from me. And it's just going to be beautiful. I can't wait for people to go through it. I can't wait for it to finally be done. There's just so much going on in my head about what to create. And it's a lot and it takes some time. So thank you for being patient with me. But right now I'm in the middle of creating the diet culture module. And wow. Yeah, I'm excited to teach that. I'm really excited to teach that because there's so many things that I just, I wish I clearly saw. I wish I saw into the trendy diets. I wish I saw into the into the societal message that if you're skinny, you're healthy and successful and happy. It's getting late here, guys. It's now like 1130, so I'm going to get to bed <laughs> I have a lot of clients tomorrow and a lot of other things I need to get done. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast and make sure that you guys are rating and reviewing the podcast. That really helps. Also make sure that you follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. That's just flow with Chloe for both of those. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.